Hello, listener. Welcome back. Thank you for joining today as we talk about anger. Um, It is a topic that, as a therapist, I have uh, talked a lot with parents and kids and teens about because it's a common emotion that we experience and it's a common label that we put on other emotions that we experience. So we're going to dig in today to three things you maybe don't want to (laughs) know, but need to know about anger. I'm your host, Dr. Beth Trammell. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, where I'm also the director of the Master's in Mental Health Counseling Program. And my focus in the last 20 years or so in working with kids and families has been to make words matter for good. And so I focus on behavioral and communication strategies to increase connection and decrease frustration between sort of adult and child, right? And so anger is one of those things that, like I said, it comes up a lot that we as parents, we as teachers or caregivers, we experience kids around us who are angry. And if I were to ask you to pause and think about how do you usually respond to anger from children, uh, we might have a huge, a wide range of our responses that are usually rooted in our own experiences with anger. Maybe we as kids were taught that anger was bad. Maybe we as kids were not ever allowed to be angry. Maybe we just grew up in what we perceived was an angry household. So when we think about how we should, could respond to anger, it is important for us to start to have some awareness around what is our immediate reaction when kids around us show anger as an emotion. The first thing I want us to start with is to realize that kids really don't have great models for how to manage anger well. If I asked you, what do your kids see from you when you're angry? How would you respond? You know, think about the number of people in your child's life that your child gets to see anger from. And you could think about the number of responses they, they see, right? So maybe they see anger coming out as yelling. Maybe you're a parent who is kind of a yeller when you get angry. Maybe anger around your child comes out as withdrawal. You know, that's certainly sometimes my approach. I may kind of withdraw or walk away, but they don't necessarily know how I resolve that anger, one, in the moment, but then two, after I'm done being angry. So our first thing to realize is we have to pay attention to how our kids are seeing anger. And if your kids are able to communicate, you might ask them, what is a person supposed to do when they're angry? What does anger look like? Spend some time having some real dialogue with your child about what they're supposed to do. You may be shocked at what they're going to say. You may be shocked. They may say, well, they're supposed to yell or cry or kick things or throw things or say, this is stupid. You may be really enlightened to hear what your kids have to say if you ask them. And our job is to make sure that we're a better model for how to manage anger. So when you feel angry, 
What is it that you're supposed to do? How do you manage anger well? I'm going to talk about that on the other podcast too, Things You Learn in Therapy that comes out on Friday. But here, I want us just to remember, anger is an acceptable emotion. It tells us about things that are happening in our environment now. What we're not allowed to do is become aggressive when we're angry, either verbally or physically. So if we're not allowed to be aggressive, right? We're not allowed to hit things or throw things. What are we allowed to do? Well, we could say, I'm feeling really angry. You could say, I just need a break because I'm feeling angry. You could talk about how your body is physically feeling. I am feeling my heart rate go up. My heart is pounding in my chest because I'm feeling angry. You can say any of those things. You could say, hey, I need to take a deep breath. Hey, maybe both of us together need to take a deep breath because it sounds like both of us are pretty angry. Our kids have to see us manage anger better. That's the truth. Because what they're doing is they're looking at the world around them for how to behave themselves. And I'm telling you, they will not get great models just naturally. (laughs) So we have to try to be really intentional when we're getting angry to do a better job of modeling what we want them to do. Okay. So first thing, we have to be better models of anger. The second thing I want us to pay attention to is that kids are often told that they're not supposed to be angry. And we do that in a number of ways. We say, calm down, stop being so angry, don't be so angry. We shut down their anger in a number of ways. The message they're getting is anger is not okay. And unfortunately, that's a terrible message because anger is going to be a part of their life forever. It's a part of your life all the time. You know, some of us experience anger daily. Some of us, maybe it's less than that. It's once a week. It's once every other week. I don't know what it might be for you. But the truth is, anger is not going to go away. And so if we're just continually telling our kids, don't be angry, we're really doing them a disservice. So instead of saying, don't be angry, we're first going to be a better model. And then when our kids are experiencing anger in a moment, we are going to draw out what it is that's bothering them. Instead of shutting it down, we're going to say something like, okay, I can tell that you're angry. Let's take a deep breath and we can talk about it. If your kid is screaming and yelling, you could say, I know I can tell you're angry. You can talk with me about it, but you have to talk in a voice that isn't shouting. Let's take 60 seconds. I'm going to set a timer. You can breathe and then we can talk about it. In the moment of anger, when your kid is screaming and yelling, it's going to be tough for them to have that teachable moment. Their emotional brain is on, their logical brain is not on. And so we just have to get them to breathe with us to regulate their body so that then we can have a conversation about it. But what we don't want to do is just tell them, just stop it. We want to help them breathe through it, let their body figure out how to regulate. So sometimes that means we're going to sit with them while they're breathing. Sometimes that means we're going to take a break right? We're going to tell them, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to walk away for a minute because it seems like me standing here is making you more angry. So I'm going to walk away for a minute and I'm going to come back and then we can talk about it a little bit more. 
our goal when they are angry in the moment is to do whatever we need to do to help them regulate. Then afterward, we can have our teaching moment around what do we expect from them when they're angry. Here's the last point that I want us to know, and this ties into kind of this second point a lot. We don't have super sophisticated emotional vocabulary. Most of us use the same eight to 10 words to describe how we feel. We may say, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm angry, I'm fine, I'm okay, which by the way, those two last ones are not feelings words, but we don't tend to use a very rich vocabulary to describe how we are feeling. And so kids need practice to learn other emotion words besides anger. Our kids may say, I'm angry as a default. When in fact, they're not really feeling anger. Maybe they're feeling hurt or scared or disappointed or sad. They may be feeling embarrassed, but they are going to say the word angry unless we help them practice. So our job when they're not emotional is to have conversations around feeling words. So I tend to encourage folks to look at feelings lists. I use the feelings wheel. I just like the organizational structure of the feelings wheel. You can search it up. I can leave a link to it here in the um, podcast episode. But a lot of us need a multiple choice option, right? That's why we use a feelings list. And so when you are having conversations with your child, when you're having dinner, when you're driving them to or from school or to practice, pull out a feelings word and say, do you know what this word frustrated means? What does frustrated look like? How does frustrated feel in your body? What are some times in your life that you could imagine you might feel frustrated? And if your child says, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, that's an opportunity for us to teach them. Give them an example in your own life. When have you been frustrated? What's the difference between frustration and anger? So, As we are in those moments with our child and what they're saying is, I'm really angry, or what they're doing is screaming, yelling, kicking, but it's in response to seeing something on social media where their friends are doing something without them. And then they say, I'm just so angry. Okay, let's breathe through it. Then let's talk about it. And let's say, let's look at this list together. Do you think it's anger? Yes, it's definitely anger. It sounds like it might be hurt or sadness. No, it's definitely not those. Okay. Well, that's okay. So in those moments, if they are not hearing you because they are emotionally dysregulated, you can still plant those seeds. Plant those seeds of other words they can use so that instead of just always saying, I'm angry, when in fact, they're sad or scared or disappointed, they can start to use a different vocabulary down the road. And when they do, we get to say something like, I really love that you chose that word. It really helps me understand how you're really feeling. It really gives me more information than if you just say you're angry. Bravo for using another word. That's amazing. Now, we as adults can also do better at describing our feelings. 
we don't, again, coming back to that first point, we don't necessarily model using complex emotional expression. I don't necessarily use those words with my own kids on a regular basis unless I'm actually pausing to think about, one, how am I feeling? Two, which specific word from that feelings wheel can I use? And then am I going to say it out loud around my kids or am I just going to experience it on my own? Look, I'm not telling you to dump all your emotion all over your child. That is not appropriate and that's not, a, that's not at all what I'm suggesting. What I am suggesting is little bits at a time when it's appropriate and it is a teaching moment to have with your child. I want you to model anger, sadness, disappointment. I want you to model and label those things in a better, more effective way so your kids can see that from you and learn from you what they should do differently moving forward. So recap here. One, kids don't have uh, great models for anger. And so we've got, we've got to do a better job of modeling anger well. Kids are often told not to be angry. And so we also have to do a better job of making sure we're not just automatically shutting anger down. And kids need practice to learn other emotion words besides just angry. And so our job would be to make sure that we are using um, a more complex, rich emotional vocabulary for them to start um, seeing us model those for them. Be sure to tune in on Friday where I'm going to talk about why anger is okay for adults and how we can really do a better job just allowing space for anger on uh, the other podcast, Things You Learn in Therapy. And next week, on uh, Kids These Days Need Us to Make Words Matter for Good right here on Monday. We will be talking about holidays, parties, and vacations. And how do we do those well with kids? How do we prepare and um, kind of create the best experience that we can at holidays, parties, and vacations? So I am so appreciative that you are here today, friend. I hope that you had at least one nugget, maybe a few nuggets of things that you can apply in your life today. And as always, friends, uh, make words matter for good. 